Dina. Welcome, welcome. I am Dina, and this is Discussions with Dina. I want to invite you to join me right here daily, Monday through Friday at 12.30. I will be discussing various topics and speaking on issues of concern to me and you. So join in the discussion. Subscribe, like, and share. And feel free to join me in the chat or call in and share your opinion live on the topic of the day. You can listen to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Facebook, YouTube, or anywhere you get your podcast. So set your schedule and meet me here Monday through Friday at 1230 p.m. Welcome, welcome. I am Dina, and this is Discussions with Dina. I hope that everyone within within the sound of my voice is doing well today. It is a little nippy, but every day is a good day that we get, so we should make it wonderful. I have to shout out my dear sister, Nikki Justice. Peace to you, sister. Nikki is always so supportive of me in my live streams that I do. And when she is able, she always joins. And I want to thank you for that. She actually shared a response video yesterday on her platform in which she piggybacked on the subject that I was speaking on in regards to Ricky Smiley. He is questioning non-black faith leaders' behavior. So let me shout out my dear sister, Nikki, and wish her peace and blessings. 2020 has proven itself to be one for the record books, and it is still revealing and testing our faith daily. Perhaps it is the season my mom would often speak about. My mom would tell us as children that there is a time and a season for everything, a season to sow and a season to reap. And I guess this is a season to reveal in the life of many people. Nevertheless, my topic today was meant to be on spirituality. Our personal belief system and how we can use it effectively to get us through the times that we are currently living in. Now I share with you <laughs> that my daughter, she seems to be on this spiritual journey of enlightenment. So she is sharing with me all of her revelations and insight on what she believes is being revealed to her at this time. She's doing the yoga in the moonlight and she is informing me about chakras and charging stones <laughs> in the moonlight. And I'm finding out some very interesting information from her. <laughs> now understanding the human psyche 
can be educational and enlightening. But because she is a mental therapist, perhaps understanding and dealing with the mind and human behavior is what she does. And perhaps <laughs> this may be thought producing and have her thinking on that level. I can't say for certain, but it is her job to find out what's going on within the brain so that and why it, is, it may be producing unhealthy responses and it's kind of what she do for a living I think she enjoys it the mind is very complex and understanding how it functions and how we ourselves can be in sync or producing good thoughts that can lead to good things within our lives is very very important for us now I simply like making known what the mind manifests and how what our thoughts have produced within this society that we live in and I like making known what many of us choose to ignore within the society now she gets paid to do this I simply give my analysis of what I observe within the society, as I said, that conveniently chooses to ignore the fact that one people or person's ideology has had some devastating effects on our minds, our bodies, our soul, and our spirituality today. And its effects are felt all over the entire world. Knowing and understanding is totally two different things. Now, a wise man by the name of Lucius Bia would make a statement all the time that how would a person know that they were in darkness unless someone turned on the light? And what does that turning on of the light mean? It simply means that the light reveals what you didn't know, what you didn't see, or what you did not understand. And it is very fitting. It's a very fitting analogy to us as black people. We have been mistreated so long, and we've been herded are led that often we can't see the architect for whom he really is. We don't recognize whom he is. So we continue or choose to ignore what has always been evident in our midst to free us from our being mentally blind, deaf, and dumb. So I wanted to speak on spirituality and its effect on our personal lives today. How we can use it to help us get through what we may be dealing with currently and in our past. Now the coronavirus and racial injustice, physical, personal and financial issues and all manner of confusion 
is in the land today. And I could not help but relate much of this to how many groups in power have impacted our lives or your lives, my life. And through their ascension, it has called us to descend from our spiritual mind. It has called us to descend from our physical as well as spiritual plane. So today we continue to look to those in power to sustain us or guide us and do for us what we really should and could be doing for ourselves. So we often forget that those that we seek assistance from are the biggest contributors to some of the problems that we face in our lives, as I've said before. Now, has anyone besides me ever pondered? I mean, you just look out into the universe and you think about creation and all that exists out beyond what we can see with the naked eye. And you think about what we see today in our lives, in our society, and you ever wonder who was the architect that put this together? I mean, it's two fronts that I'm talking on. The universe, so big and eternal and diverse. And then we're on this planet where someone else seems to be calling the shots and someone else have us moving or aligned with the blueprint that they design. Something in me when I look out knows that this is not the natural order of things, the natural order of things for me and for us within society. When I see those stars in the sky and I see the open space and there is so much that we have yet to understand about this life that we live, but we are almost contained or blocked in from developing that spirituality that helps us understand our existence. There are so many things that bog the mind down that we have been exposed to here. So many injustices that clouds us from being what we were meant to be as human beings and the original people of the earth. When I'm reflecting, I often wonder things like, um, why are athletes and entertainers paid more money than teachers or people who actually educate us? I mean, why is it that a mother, a person that actually produces the life that is on this planet, given the, or held in divinity as I think they should be? Because without the producers or givers of life to this earth, none of us would 
exist. But oftentimes, women are disrespected and they have learned to disrespect themselves. And it just, I just ponder those things. Why do we accept six weeks off when giving birth to a new life and not be allowed to bond with that child for at least a year? I, I say a year. I really believe more, but I'm going to say a year if you're a working mom. Sometimes the financially, you need to go back to work. But why is she rushed away from bonding with this new life? So I wonder, who is that architect that decided six weeks is all that a mother needed? Or why a society would have to question or hesitate to give higher education and life-saving health care to its citizens for free instead of punishing them with debt from the government many times. Nine times out of ten, it contributes to why many allow their health to deteriorate because they don't want to deal with the costs that come from it, the heartache and what you could cause them in the future for not being able to afford proper health care. Now it seems to thrive this society on burdening others with debt. And I just don't simply accept that that is the way life was designed to be. You have a student who can be in debt for thousands and thousands of dollars for education because they want to do better in life and achieve something out of life. They're gladly given this money. There are car loans that are readily available. But when it comes time to start a business and they need funding, it's difficult to find for many of us, even to purchase a home today. It would lead one to think that there is a hidden hand somewhere, a hidden hand. Aren't those things that really benefit the entire society as a whole? Would it not be beneficial to have people that are in the best of health, that are well-educated, that can contribute and make your society a better one? You keep your people well and thriving. You have to at least consider who constructed who constructed the system of hierarchy that we live by? And why do we accept it? If someone questions it, often they're spoken harshly about. And often what they're saying is rejected. I mean, why is it not something that a human should expect 
without having to be in debt to a government or hospital or physician or anyone. Because debt is nothing more than a form of slavery. So who is this architect or constructor of your life and this society? And how has that architect harmed or helped you in your spiritual and physical development? Now, so many times this social construct impedes or destroys the individual. It, it, it destroys your humanity and even the spiritual fulfillment within a society. And no one wants to admit that it is all part of a matrix, a construct of someone else's reality. But the answer is a simple, it's simple as opening your eyes and wiping away the illusion, or is it? Who is controlling your reality and your own? Who is controlling your destiny? If you want to control all of that, you must be willing to look deeper inside yourself. Awaken that consciousness that has been put to slumber. To get up and work on understanding yourself and building for self is painful and it can be downright hurtful for some because breaking or cracking atoms are not easy. And as Morpheus said in the movie The Matrix, when Neo was unplugged from The Matrix, he asked, why does my eyes hurt? And Morpheus replied, because you have never used them before. He went on to say that some don't want to be unplugged from the matrix and they would hate him and they will hate him for trying to unplug them. Even one of the men that were a part of his team that were previously unplugged from the matrix, which was a source of energy for the other machines. They thrived on it. It was there. They used the human life to support themselves. But the humans were none the wiser until they were unplugged from the matrix. So he was upset. One of the guys that was actually a part of Morpheus' team, and he wanted back in. He hated that he was taken out of the fake world. And I think what he hated the most is that once your eyes are open and you begin to think for yourself, you become aware and you understand the work that must be done and it requires you to work on yourself to develop your spirituality and yourself, everything that you need that you have been relying upon others to do for you, it becomes 
your job and duty and a lot of people find this difficult now this movie is considered to be a sci-fi movie but the matrix to the wise eye is much deeper it's so relevant to our journey here in America this is a hard and a painful reality that many of us don't have the courage nor would we choose to do because we are comfortable we're comfortable with the treatment we're receiving and we accept it because it's sometimes harder to get unplugged and know that now the reality is you gotta suffer to build what it is that you want and a lot of people don't want to do that so we learn to accept and become comfortable with a tainted existence and this is our reality even though we know what must be done to return return us to our nature and our spirituality as an original person of this earth we are the original inhabitants of the earth and that says a lot about us our wisdom and our existence is an ancient one this is our planet we were connected to the universe and the nature we have the knowledge that civilized the world yet we have become uncivilized see when the parables speak of one being robbed knocked in the head and left for dead that represents us and as the minister puts it so beautifully there are so many who walked by and looked at us who leaned over and checked us out but sitting there, laying there, dead, unconscious. We were alive, we were just unconscious. Which represents us as black people, our state or our condition, our unconsciousness. So people looked at us and they look at our condition today and they shake their heads. But they keep walking and they keep this persona that we could do better if we could do this if we could do that but they don't want to hold themselves accountable for not assisting in some of what they destroyed completely but there is a good Samaria so now some of us are waking we're waking up from that slumber we're waking up out of that unconscious state of being and are and should question the practices and policies of the thief and the architect of this society. Now I could go on and on with this analogy, but I won't. I will save this for another day and another time. But can I hear the dry bones rattling? I hear the dry bones rattling. In the Hinduism faith, it states that there is no hell or heaven, 
tucked in a corner of the universe. It is believed to be in ourselves as experiences in this life itself. They believe do good work and you will experience heaven in this life itself. And you can become an emotionally and spiritually satisfied personality. But once again, who is the architect? They believe that the whole universe is created and sustained out of vibrations. Human life can be upgraded with the use of the sound. Um, so you elevate yourself to see others in yourself and yourself in others. But while I was researching spirituality, I came across some information that one of the content creators on YouTube shared with his listeners. This was information about a group of black-skinned, melanated people that are referred to as untouchables within the Indian culture. These are a group of people referred to as the Dalek. When I heard the name untouchables, I was thinking this has to be a group of wealthy, crooked leaders and they are doing all manner of evil and getting away with it, as they usually do or appear to do. But the Dalits, spelled D-A-L-I-T-S, are a population of people in India and Hindu that are black and considered to be contaminated from birth because they are black, highly melanated, deeply pigmented, Indian people. Their skin tone is similar to ours. It's just like ours. And the only way you would know that they were not Indians for some is their hair texture. But these people are dubbed to be the worst and the lowest social group in the Hindu society. Therefore, they are mistreated and constantly face violence from members of the other so-called classes. There are four other groups and they base it upon um, skin shade for the most part. Then you are assigned your duties and jobs and your space in life according to your last name or the color of your skin. Hmm, does that sound familiar, my brothers and my sisters out there? Now, Indians believe that people were born to be untouchables as punishment for misbehavior in previous lives. An untouchable could not ascend, according to them, to a higher case or caste. This is their social pecking order. So they believe that you could not or cannot ascend to a higher case in, within this lifetime. So untouchables have to marry amongst themselves only. And in Hindu 
reincarnation theories, those who scrupulously followed these restrictions could be rewarded for their behavior by promotion to a higher case in their next life. Now, who does that sound like? Does that sound familiar? Sounds like what Master told us. We'll get ours when we die, when we go to heaven. And I asked you again, who is the architect of your spirituality? Who is the architect of your religion? Who is behind this blatant nonsense that is practiced upon a society? And why do we continuously put up with this? It's nonsense. Now, like I said, they practice a religion that is called Hinduism or Dharma, Samsara, the continuing cycle of birth, life, and death, and rebirth. And they believe in karma. Karma, which is the action, intent, and consequences. Yet none of this supersedes their mistreatment of these melanated members of their own group. As I've said, in India, they have a caste system, which is simply means they have developed a class or order, a pecking order, that divides the people up into four categories, with the dark-skinned people being the Dalit. And they're considered to be below the lowest class of people. And they are treated as such. They are treated worse than rats. These people face discrimination and violence from members of the other three castes or social groups. Who is the architect of this behavior? And why have it been allowed to be carried out for centuries. Around the world, the darker people of each group of people, because we are the original people of this earth, and they all come from us. That's why there's always a darker skinned or melanated group within every group that is mistreated or mishandled and they are looked and treated as inhumane as they possibly can be treated. What was amazing to me is that Hinduism is a religion based on universality. It claims to give less importance to the image of God in your mind than to what values you focus on what values you carry is less about the image that you see, unlike other religions. The evolution of the individual mind and personality is what they claim to focus on. Now, some people believe that karma theory, theory is just one of the core values of Hinduism. I do not agree. The Hindu philosophy only states that karma shapes one's future experiences. Nothing is created in the universe without first being perceived 
everything starts with a thought. And as my husband often say, think good thoughts. Put out good energy so you can get good energy back. And sometimes it's difficult to do, but it's not impossible. We have to practice this. We have to understand that the power within us helps to create what we see in our minds. We can make it evident. And my husband and I bear witness to that. We have to become the creators of our own reality. And we have to stop following a blueprint that has led us to self-destruction. Now we're the people that should be drawing that blueprint for our lives. And we should be removing all of the false gods and um, false messaging and destroy that enemy within us that has resided there and blocked our key or our ability to be the people that we were created to be, the original people, the people who civilized the entire world. You're not dumb people. You can't civilize the whole world. You can't go from continent to continent and not be smart people. You can't not live in harmony with the universe and be dumb people. That's not who we are. We're just getting back in touch with whom we are. Now one's place on this earth, as well as your spirituality, should not be decided by what group you were born into. It should not be decided by that. And we should not give other wicked people the power those that are drunk with power on this earth the ability to harness our spirituality our peace of mind in our very existence we should never give them or anyone that control but ourselves as the original people of this earth our ancient history has no beginning nor end. Neither does our spirituality. We just have to step, tap back into what is our actual spirituality. And no journey come lately should ever be able to have us believe that we are anything less than God's people. We are those gods and god simply means force and power we are all gods children of the most high god once we remove what has been ingrained into our minds by society we can once again be the architects of our righteous spirit And it will allow us to be in harmony with the universe, our brothers and our sisters 
in the supreme beings we were created to be. Now this subject runs deep, so I will definitely be doing a part two. But I want to remind you to subscribe, like, share, and comment. I would love to hear your thoughts on spirituality. And if you would like to join me in a conversation, I welcome you. You may contact me at email discussionswithdina at gmail.com. I want to thank you for listening, and I will see you next time on Discussions with Dina. <laughs>